All right, and welcome to Everyone's a Critic. I'm your host, Johnny Gill, with my co-host, Sean Ellis. Sean, say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? All right, here we go, man. Episode 167. The season has officially kicked off. We're going to recap the night last night. I know we normally don't do the podcast the night or the day after, but here we are. Got a lot of things coming up this weekend, so trying to tackle this thing now. Um... So the 7 o'clock game, we had Boot Gang versus the Bullets. Boot Gang dominated from start to finish. Uh, well, they didn't dominate the first half. It was really the second half. Yeah. 99-63 uh, over Boot Gang. They really, really put it on them in the second half. Uh, it was an 8-point lead at halftime, and then they stretched it all the way to 36. It was, uh, it was a tough, tough showing uh, for Boot Gang. But uh, shout out to the Bullets for taking care of business. Iso Johnny. Was able to uh, get his third career triple-double, finishing with 29, 12, and 10. Uh, shot 63% from the field, 67% uh, from the three-point line. He's currently leading the league in assists, uh, trying to backdoor his last season. Right. And uh, and they just shot the ball well, just the whole game. They shot uh, almost 60% from the field. They shot 54% from three, 13 threes. Uh, in the game, 13 of 24. And Boot Gang just could never really get it going. They shot uh, 4 for 27. Yeah. They're, um, I, I give Boot Gang a little credit. They try to keep it close early. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when their roster is complete, I think they'll be a more complete team. And for whatever reason, I don't mean to keep doing this, but for some reason, they've opened the season. With the Bullets a few times, they ended the season with the Bullets mm-hmm. over the last three, four seasons. I'm not even sure. I'm not trying to make that a thing, but it has become a thing. So the team that they see in Week 8, I think, will be a little bit better prepared for what the Bullets were able to uh, throw at them mm-hmm. this time. And that's cost the Bullets in the past playoff seating. <laughs> so right. uh, we'll see what happens going forward. But, I mean, it was a whitewash. They just kind of went out there. And shout out to the Bullets. The Bullets took another devastating loss in the finals uh, of last season. That was just three weeks ago. Uh, and there was, at least from what it looked like, there was no hangover mm. from that loss in the finals. It like they just shook it off. They Like they shook it off. They came back. I think probably <laughs> helping BJ, even though he had his best game. But him out there, just having some new blood out there, another athletic score. <laughs> out mm-hmm. there, uh, who's a threat? It just made things look real easy and simple out there for them. Got some nice blue guys. You got Shane. You got Shannon. Yeah, you know they, they look like they're a solid squad. Yeah, um, they, they're just, they're just and then you got the other Shannon that hasn't showed up yet. Yeah, and the other Shannon hasn't showed. So they, they I mean, they're gonna be a problem. They're yeah. gonna be a problem. Uh, so they've been a problem. For just their most talented team since uh, when they had Jalen and everybody. It's looking like. It. Looks like it might be a little more talented. It's it's looking like it. But, I mean, they're a team that's been to the finals. They've been to playoff battles. Is this the year that they get over the hump? Is the bullet curse over after this season? We'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, the 8 o'clock game, we had Kings of the North and Free. Uh, Free was able to get the win, 75-64. to 64. Um, This was a really defensive battle uh, for the majority of the game. 30 points at halftime. Um, wasn't a whole lot of uh, – it was a lot of rebounds. Yeah. We'll say that. It was definitely was a lot of rebounds. Guys were were playing hard. 
Um, kind of struggled from the three-point line. Both teams, I thought, uh, kind of struggled from the free throw line. And, and as you mentioned last season, the free throws have been an issue uh, just around the whole league in general. Guys are not putting in the work at the free throw line uh, outside of Eddie and Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, guys, you, we got to work on that, man. I know I know, for the ones who work on their game that actually, like, put in the work and, and you know, practice by themselves, they don't just play pickup ball. Get you some free throws in, man. Try to shoot at least 50 free throws uh, per work. I ain't going to say a day because nobody's going to the NBA over here, right. I don't think, um, or going back to the NBA. Right. <laughs> uh, work on your free throws, man. We got we to gotta nip that in the bud. We're, we're, we're better than that. But, uh, but Drew led the way, 28-10. Uh, and 10. Um, He was efficient, 77% from the field, knocked down his free throws, and, you know, Eddie chipped in. Guys, I thought, overall chipped in. I thought Kedrick uh, played a huge role uh, defensively, taking on the challenge uh, of guarding Carl. Carl definitely struggled uh, shooting 8 for 24 from the field. He made some tough shots, but everything was tough. Yeah. So uh, shout out to Kedrick, man. He did his thing. Yes. Uh, it's a heck of a matchup. Uh, we actually didn't do – we did power rings, but we didn't do uh, predictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we didn't do predictions, we right. Did, we didn't do predictions. And this was, uh, I feel like, was going to be the marquee game of the night. Over even the um, game between Chosen and um, Fire and Ice. Uh, Fire and Ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought this was going to be the marquee game of the night. Uh, it's the return of the Kings of the North. Uh, definitely thought they were going to have a chip on their shoulder uh, coming out. And at the end of the day, shout out to Free Night. Free has some new members. They have Zoe, uh, who's on, Zoe Ellis, who's, who's there. Uh, Andrew Dell played against King of the North. Uh, but I think, I can say Kings of the North underestimated them, but they, I do feel like, you know, hell, Kings of the North are on free. Yeah. So since this uh, gym's been open, uh, obviously uh, they're the alliance. They're, they're a uh, subsidiary of the alliance. Uh, you know, alliance play mostly at Champions and at City Center. But, you know, Kings of North, they've never lost a game at uh, Cyprus. Cyprus. So I think they, you know, that's their gym. And they, they ain't free. Believes that's their gym. That's their gym. So there's, really, so there's always going to be a little tension between those two. But, like I said, uh, Kings of North owned them uh, before this game. So I think free with the new guns and Kedrick, who's a young gun. Then you still got Mike Mays, you still have uh, Isaiah, you still have Trav. It was, you know, they they're they look locked in. Yeah. They look like they never left. It's not only that, it's just the the, the level I've never seen them play that level of defense. And I ain't bring up Eddie. Right. They had another spectacular game. Mm-hmm. Uh so they looked like you said, they looked locked in. They played great defense. And then Andrew scored a little bit inside, a little bit outside. Uh, he had a complete game. So, again, they, they – Kings of the North is, is week one, you know, uh, first time back in a while. So, they're getting their feet up under them. But, unfortunately, the thing about this league this season is you don't have a game to get your – You don't got time. Yeah, you don't have time. <laughs> they get thrown right back in the fire against the Bullets next week. Right. It's going to be it's gonna be tough every week. It's going to be tough. So, uh, but, look, they're a former champion. They'll be ready, uh, and I think they'll definitely take this this punch to the gut. 
and, and they'll fight back. So, uh, but Free looked good. I'm not going to lie to you. They uh, did. Free looked really good. Shout out to Zoe, man. Welcome. Um, excited about him being here. All right. Uh, the 9 o'clock game, Fire and Ice versus Team Chosen. Ring ceremony night for Team Chosen. Uh, guys got their rings. Uh, special night for them. You know, first time team coming in and taking a championship. It was it was it was special. Um, they came in. They didn't let you know that um, that moment uh, you know overwhelm them. And they, they came in locked in, ready to play. If anything, it motivated them. Uh, they didn't shoot the ball well for their standards, but uh, again, this is one of the best defensive teams that you're going to see. Uh, so even with they're not shooting the ball, they're committed to the defensive end. Uh, they finished the game with 17 steals. Uh, they forced quite a few turnovers uh, from Fire and Ice. How many turnovers did they have today? Fire and Ice? They had 19. 19. 19 turnovers. Uh, Joe texted me earlier and said, we had 30 turnovers. We got to figure that out. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it felt like that. It felt turnovers. like it. It definitely felt like it. Yeah. Um, but uh, at, it's, it's funny because, you know, I was so impressed with what the Bullets did, and then I was – so impressed with Free did. Chosen, considering it was ring night, and they were coming off of uh, I, I, I said this before the game. So, you know, Chosen will be mad at me, but I'm going to be honest. I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Chosen lost tonight. I think ring night, first game back. Uh, what tends to happen is you kind of sleepwalk sometime early through the season when you're a champion. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, We'll turn it on when we want to turn it on. Uh, and they didn't do that. And granted, this is what happens with young kids sometimes. Uh, you don't rightfully respect your elders all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And the Sugarland crew with Fire and Ice, they, they've been through the trenches. They, they're guys who've played for a while, a long time. Um, played in high-level basketball. High-level basketball. And I think with Chosen, who are now the champions of Cypress here, I think they have rightfully given them the right respect, which is good sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Because you don't... They didn't care. They didn't care about none of that stuff. They, they didn't care about none of that stuff. They have, kind of like even when, uh, before John Moran got hurt, kind of how Memphis looked against Golden State. Yeah. It was just going right at him. Like, who are y'all? I don't care. Right. And, uh, and like I said, I don't think they gave them the right, rightful amount of respect. And they just well that knocked the head off. Say we're coming at you, and what you gonna do about it? And at the end of the day, I think they probably just don't know a lot of those guys either. So they don't know that those guys play high level basketball, you know. And we're the guys now, and what you gonna do? And so now it's the old head, you know. You, you got the young line <laughs> staring you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> you can either choose to fight or retreat and live the fight another day. And so uh, it kind of looked like that. It like the old line chose to, you know. Live another day. Uh, saying that, I think they also be better later on. Uh, I think, uh, but chosen, they just—they were just tenacious defensively. They were all over the place. They jump in your stuff, and like I said, against a, a, a older team who may not have the the, the springiest of legs anymore. Uh, when guys are putting pressure on you ninety feet uh, for a good portion of the game, that's a lot to deal with. Man, I'm I'm just over here looking at this team. Um... Fire and ice. Yeah, I'm just like, man. I remember like <laughs> these guys were a problem, man. Like they were seriously a problem. Like I don't, I don't know if the age is, or, or attrition has caught up to them or what, man. But 
Because I'm looking at I'm looking at Christian Sterling, for example. I remember Christian. Yeah. I played with Christian, as a matter of fact. Me and Christian played on the same team. Uh, <clears throat> uh, we played in a winter 2015. Mm-hmm. Right? I looked it up. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So Christian, he averaged 27 and a half points that, that year, uh, that season. Let me read off to you his last four games that he played. 32 points, 46 points, 44 points, 34 points. And these were all efficient games. I don't I don't know what happened, man. I, he, didn't, he had eight points last night. I don't know what happened. He did not look like the same guy. He was turning the ball over, wasn't making his shots. He looked like he never really could get his feet wet. I don't know if he hasn't been playing basketball or he just hasn't played in a quality league to where – you know, like, okay, I can be myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the guys that he had around him, I felt like he had uh, the talent around him to where he could still showcase what he can do. And, it, you know, it wasn't a situation where he's playing on an all-star team and he's not going to get his shots up. Right. You know what I mean? He had some open looks, and he just was not making it. He just didn't know. He never got comfortable. Yeah. I mean, look, it happens. Like, we had to – you got to remember, I think – so it was the sprint – no, the uh, – Winter season. Remember Andrew's first game? Mm-hmm. He had to get his feet wet first. He didn't have. He didn't look great his first game. Games some time, but we all looked at him and said, "We can tell you can play on. We can tell you can play." And after that, he almost had an MVP type season. Pretty much after that, I think with those guys, I think they just had to get their feet wet. They haven't been probably as active. Um, so you know, they like say <laughs> fall the time defeats everyone. I won't go that far yet. Uh, I, I want to just give them a little time. I think they'll be okay. No. But the problem is they don't have a game to keep their feet wet, though. <laughs> they don't. You know, they come in. They, even though, like, the, the the weakest team, you would say the free agents, they play them next week. They'll be their game to get their feet wet. But, I mean, look, Isaiah was putting in bucks yesterday. Like, I wouldn't go out there and say they're going to beat them. Just walk out there and beat them either. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Man, I'm looking at this uh, semifinals game. Oh, Back in 2015. Uh, well, we got our ass whooped. <laughs> 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 we lost about 33. In the semifinals? I don't remember this game. I, I, I don't remember playing with J-Walk. Me and J-Walk playing on the same team? I don't remember that. On this old school team, it was me, J-Walk, Christian, JB, Jarrell Bowyer, yeah. and uh, and uh, CJ uh, Jimerson. Lord have mercy. We should, we were fourteen of fifty three from the three. Why y'all shoot fifty three threes? Man, I don't know. Jay Walk was five of thirteen. Christian was seven for this eighteen. Before the three point line explosion, y'all shot fifty three threes. Shot fifty three threes. And I, you know what? I don't know if we played college three or NBA three at this time because I, I know we expanded out. To the NBA three eventually, but I don't remember when we did that. Um, we had to be shooting the NBA three because there's no way we're missing threes if we're shooting the college three. Not like that. Fourteen of twenty of fifty three, and then and then CJ Jimerson was one for sixteen. I think I do remember that game. Think about it. You know, I, I, I was making jokes yesterday about that, but that's how I was like, you can tell these guys are a little old because they shooting uh, these long two pointers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it does you no good. Yes, yeah, they shoot long two pointers. Like, yeah, that's that's old school right there, man. <laughs> man, they had Brian, they had T- Terrence Duncan, Kojo, 
Brent and JD was on that team. And funny now, JD and uh, JD and Christian are on the same team now. Yeah, that's funny. But uh, yeah, man. Whew. Yeah, I don't know the, the time flies. I tell you, man, it catches up to you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the final game of the night was the Ages versus Ten Day Contract. My squad, we were able to get the win, 87-86. Uh, I was actually disappointed in our in our effort in this game. Uh, we First of all, we played terrible defense. We surrendered 53 points in the second half. And uh, um, we were up as many as 15 points. Yeah. And it came down to a last-second shot. And the agents had a legit chance to win the game. If, we, if Ian didn't wall up, if he doesn't wall up right there, uh, Angelo's yeah. probably walking in for a layup, a layup. Yeah. and that's ball game. So we 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 tricked that game up. We tried. We did everything we could to give that game away. Uh, so it was tough. Uh, X didn't shoot the ball well. Ian was the one. Uh, I'm gonna say he's the one bright spot. Uh, he was one of the uh, the bright spots with 10 points, uh, 21 rebounds. We needed all those rebounds from him. Chris Taylor. Uh, I said he had a couple points, couple rebounds, couple assists. He had. He had a nice game. He had 18, 6, and 7. Yeah. Yeah, he did, and he was efficient. And then uh, Caleb Caesar, our young gun, had uh, 19 and 12. Yeah. So he was solid. Uh, I thought he played well. I thought he defended well. Um, 10-day contract can be a nice team because you're missing four key players that some might say could be starters Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that weren't there. Anthony wasn't there. I wasn't there. Well, I was there, but I wasn't, I wasn't playing. Uh, Danny uh, wasn't there. Nicholas White wasn't there. Yeah. So, seems pretty deep, man. You know, we're not bad. We're not bad on paper. We'll see how it all unfolds together. Uh, but I like, I like the, I like the, uh, I like the look of this team. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna, I like the makeup. Sean, you finally did right by me, man. I appreciate that. That's <laughs> always on me. I appreciate that. <laughs> but the agents, they got some work to do, man. They got some work to do. Uh, LeBlanc, the young kid, I like him. <laughs> I like him. He was he. You know what? He shot four for nine from threes, yeah. but he probably made four in a row. So he probably missed his first five. Oh, he probably missed. I know he missed his last two. Yeah. So he missed his first three. Yeah. Then he he missed his last two, but he made four threes in a row. I'm talking about it wasn't touching no rim. It was going going up and going straight in. Yeah. I mean he. I like his game. Shout, shout out to that kid, man. He was hoping. Not only that, too, he was his shot selection was so so at times. Yeah, but he was like still playing good defense. He was playing hard. Uh, he's being a good communicator. He was doing a lot of things. He was doing some, some winning basketball things uh, to go along with Isaiah's leadership. Uh, I think Isaiah ended up having like maybe a career high nine assists. Twenty three and nine. Yeah. Uh, and Isaiah said he wanted to take a bigger role with a team, and I definitely see it already. He should definitely show some of his leadership skills last night, and really making a lot of good plays, and really getting after it, and pretty much almost led him to a win. Um, ball, even though Angelo got an okay shot off, ball may have should have been in Isaiah's hands right there at the end, so he can maybe if he doesn't score, maybe create and set somebody else up to score right there. Maybe LeBlanc. Uh, maybe you just never know. Uh, but with that being said, uh, it was a one-point loss. And, it's, again, it's tough because guys going to have to find ways to get wins because 
it's just not gonna be easy, fellas. Like it's not gonna be easy for anybody. You look at your schedule, you're like, damn, we gotta play them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just you know you don't want to give away any games. Uh, so when you have opportunity to win, you have to take advantage. And uh, it was a crystal opportunity last night for the free agents to get a win, and they didn't take advantage of it. Especially so, how bad they were down. Yeah. Yeah. For them to get come back in a game like that yeah. late and then have a chance to win it? Yeah, I mean, they had the lead late. And, you know, so. Mm. Yeah, that's right. They did take the lead. Yeah, they had the lead late. And like and I said, then, it's not getting easier. They have to play. We've been sitting there. Well, you, you've been sitting there calling. Uh, <laughs> you be calling Fire and Ice old. But. Uh, I'm just saying, man. I'm not saying they old. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, they used to be. <laughs> Chill, They used man. to be unstoppable. Like, I'm looking at the players on the team. These, like, Nick. Like I'm talking about, man. If you go look at if you go look at Nick Sats, like he was ridiculous, man. He was he was putting up 50, 40. But I, I mean, that was a long time ago, though. I ain't that long. I, I look. I think they will become. That, that, and this is the bad part about the free agents because they're gonna play against uh, a monster that might have a little bit more of an appetite now. Yeah. Uh, so they probably gonna come in out there next week and looking to eat them up. And so you know. Um, the free agents have to stop it. Have to figure out a way to make sure it doesn't happen. So next week will be very interesting. All right, let's move on to our next topic. All right, time for our power rankings and predictions. I'm going to start from the bottom today. Uh, at number eight, and it's been a while since we've had eight teams, so uh, bear with me. I'm going to go through these quickly, and then we can – you know, touch on a few of them uh, as we circle back around. I have Boot Gang at number eight. Uh, tough, tough loss for them. I think with them, you know, effectively getting their ass kicked, I had to put them last. Uh, <laughs> the Agents, I have them at seven. I think, uh, you know, they played the toughest game, but as far as who all showed up, I think they really, really messed up on a grand opportunity, so I got them at seven. Uh, I got Fired Ice at number six. I think they're still... You know, a very talented veteran group that's going to have to try to figure it out uh, on the fly. And then did they have some guys missing? They had, like, what, two, two guys missing, right? Yeah. Okay, so, they, you know, we don't the, – the jury is not out on them yet. We don't know that yet. Uh, I got my team, 10-day contract at number five. Um, I would have had us at four, but I think the way the game ended and, you know, for us to barely steal a win uh, that we already were in control of, I'm going to put us at five. I got Kings of the North at four. I think, uh, you know, even though they they struggled offensively, this team is too good. Yeah. Um, I don't believe they'll be at four for that long. I think this was a wake-up call for them. I think they'll be just fine. Uh, I got Free at number three, which is hard because Free was, their Free was very impressive. Uh, they looked good. I thought uh, their defense was lights out, probably the best defensive effort uh, that, I've, that I saw uh, yesterday. Um, I got the bullets at number two. I think I would only put the bullets ahead of uh, free because of what they were able to do on both ends of the court. 99 points on offense and only surrendering 63. I know it was an undermanned uh, boot gang team per se because, I mean, this is who they brought. And, uh, you know, they took care of business. I thought they played both ends well. And then I got – I still got Team Chosen number one, obviously, because Team Chosen was able to beat a team that came from Sugar Land – uh, with so much firepower, and like you said, 
they look like a team that didn't care about none of that stuff they accomplished from back in the day. And uh, they dominated. And, you know, they're the number one seed. They're, they're the defending champs. We're going to give them that respect. Yeah. What you got? Uh, man, I almost agree almost. I know I know. in the middle somewhere it's going to be kind of – we kind of differ. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm going to go boot gang eight. They looked the worst out of everybody else today. Uh, everybody had a, everybody else had a competitive game. Mm-hmm. Uh, every, every other game was uh, close until the end or whatever the case may be. Even with the uh, Fire and Ice game, those guys were still competitive, uh, even though I chose to handle them. I think I they got them down to eight with, like, a minute and yeah. some change left. Yeah, they were still competitive. They just, you know, chose was just better at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Uh, but, yeah, boot game just – after the first quarter, didn't have a lot of life. Uh, just didn't look very good. Uh, so, uh, I'll go eight with them. A seven. Yeah, free agents. Uh, even though they play a really close game, I kind of like some of the stuff I saw from free agents, too. I do, too. I, I will have a really good idea after this week, though. They mm-hmm. play Fire and Ice this week. so mm, It's a big a, game. Yeah. So, I have a, a really good idea what the free agents are or aren't uh, after that game. Uh, so. If they play anything like they played yesterday, yeah, they got a chance. I'll give them that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I have a really good idea who they are after that game. Mm-hmm. But for now, they're seven, six. Uh, got fire nice. Here's all the teams in case you. <laughs> in case you get, go. In case you get stumped here. You had Fire Night 6? I had them at 6. Yeah, I'm a. I'm not going to give y'all the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to go with y'all at 6. <laughs> How did I know? How did I know when he got quiet? <laughs> there was going to be some type of slight <laughs> coming my way. No disrespect to y'all, though. No, of course not. <laughs> It's never any disrespect to <laughs> But in even with a win, I think in defeat, I still that's yeah, messed up. I'm just stop, gonna... stop, stop. <laughs> because I already know what you're gonna say. I already know what you're gonna say. Fire and ice lost to a team that's the defending champs and looked really good and they haven't played in a long time. Right. We were barely able to beat a free agent team. That wasn't as talented. So you're valuing Fire and Ice's loss more than you're valuing our win. Kind of like the same metric you used last season. Do I have that right? This is completely right. You, you said it better than I could say it. <laughs> <laughs> now, what if we won by 12, 13 points like we should have? I probably gave y'all the edge. Okay. No. Well, we, we lost. I mean, we won in a terrible I way. I mean, y'all probably should have lost, though. Probably should have. He had a chance. Yeah, 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 a good chance. You know what? Shout out to Ian for for uh, walling up right there. Yeah. You know what? I'm not mad at that. Yeah, I'm not mad at that because you're right. We were up, we we're about 15 points. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm going to go. I'm gonna value that loss to the defending champs more than our win. Than more than your win. that we barely won against a team that got kind of put together. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not mad at that at all. Uh, so now gonna, that I think about it. <laughs> See, my logic was good, right? Yeah, that, that time it no, that time it was. <laughs> I'm still tripping on how you how we won by 27. 
win and a team that lost. <laughs> this time we won by one point. You can't talk about the pass off the time. <laughs> we won by 27 points. What more did you want from us? So, uh, I'm going to go with four. Yeah, I'm going to... Even in a loss, I'm still probably go Kings of the North at four. Okay. Um, I, but I do, again, I have a really good idea of what they are after this week because they'll be playing against the Bullets. Okay. Uh, a team that they feel like they own. Uh, I mean, now that I think about it, they, they feel like this first two games against teams that they own. Uh, free, and now they'll be playing against the Bullets, another team that they feel Kings like of the North got the Bullets? Oh, that's right. They do. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So, so there'll there'll be a team that they they own that they'll be playing again. So I I again like I said about the number eighteen, same thing with the King of Kings of the North. I will have a better idea who they are after the game against the Bullets. Uh three. So this gets a little touchy here. Then you had the Bullets too. I'm gonna have it actually go Bullets three. Mm-hmm. Uh you got free number two. Yeah. Okay. Um I just think boot gang stinks after the first game. <laughs> after the first, but I don't feel like they'll be like that six weeks from now. They they better think that they stunk at first. Yeah, game. but I think they just you can't be that delusional. I think they stink after the first game. I think they're bad. Uh, I like I said I don't think they'll be like that all season. But yesterday they definitely were terrible. They stunk it up. They stunk it up. So. Not to take anything away from the Bullets, but, yeah, they may have lost some points for taking care of their business like they were supposed to. <laughs> nah, y'all should have scored 100. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's what y'all messed up at. <laughs> right. Uh, but, no, yeah, I, 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 I'm going to value the win that Free got against Kings of the North more than the win that the Bullets got against uh, a team that stinks. Mm. That, that's my logic for that. Okay. Uh, it still works. Yeah. And <laughs> I definitely think the Bullets at two, just, I think mean, it's a great win. Uh, against a team that's physical, against a team that's intimidating, against a team that has a former MVP. And, I mean, more than anything else, I mean, what they held, card of 20? They held card of 20, if I'm not mistaken, or 20 or 22. Um, I think they had, like, four jump balls. Like, when he would go to the basket – and like they were able to kind of tie him up a couple times, he wasn't. That as was Kedrick. Yeah, it's Kedrick. Uh, they had a couple times where he wasn't as efficient. Yeah, Carl had twenty. Um, and then you know they got T. Beatty a couple times. They got him in foul trouble early. They just did some really good stuff. And T. Beatty plays. Beatty plays a great defense on Andrew, and Andrew still able to knock some shots down right in his face. They they did some stuff where they took a, a shot in the mouth when they got punched. And they kept coming. Uh, in the past, I think they might have took that shot from uh, Kings of the North, that intimidating shot, and they might have folded. Mm-hmm. And yesterday they took that shot and threw a combination. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, this is the first time in a while where we've had – I know it's early. You know, it's week one. We've had uh, so many guys that – Legit have an opportunity to win Defensive Player of the Year. Because remember the last what three seasons we like man who who the hell we gonna put on there? Yeah, yeah. but it's a lot of guys look great just stay defensively, just even on ball. Yeah, I think with Tedrick, uh, Tedrick looked great. Tedrick, T. Beatty, T. Beatty, 
Teddy Stevens look mm-hmm. great. Jalen Stevens look mm-hmm. great uh, on ball. Uh, obviously, the defensive player of the year, he beat up somebody's stuff a couple times yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he be in, just uh, blocking the paint a couple times. Yeah. Just, uh, so, yeah, some really good. Got about five guys right now legit, yeah. that can be a, that can be in contention for it. And, uh, and Chosen, I just feel like Chosen number one, uh, just on some fact of they were – you, well, you picked them number one last week, right? Mm-hmm. Open season. You got to give the champs the respect. So, unless they lose everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and the champs didn't do anything to be, even if they, I don't feel like they had the best game yesterday, which I think they pretty much did. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're champs. Why would I take them from the number one spot when they took care of their business on ring night? When I I said that, you know, I told you on the side, I said, hey, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Fire and I shocked them tonight and, and beat them. And. That ain't happening at all. Not from the tip. <laughs> like, mm. They came in ready. They were hungry. Mm-hmm. You don't get too many champions that are hungry. Not the first game, at least. And they were hungry. Almost like they wanted to prove a point. So, mm-hmm. they stay at one. No doubt. Okay, let's uh, let's move on to our predictions. <clears throat> all right. The 7 o'clock game, we got Kings of the North versus the Bullets. I'm going to set the line... I need to make sure I write this down. I'm gonna set the line at one and a half for the bullets. Uh, one and a half bullets. Make sure I had that right. Okay. And let's see the over under. Gonna look at the points. We got Kings of the North sixty four. Bullets 99, so that's what 163. So over under at 163. And my prediction is I got Kings of the North winning that game by five. I'm gonna say they win 85 to 80. Hmm. I'm gonna go. Hmm. I'm gonna go bullets here. I'm gonna go bullets. Uh, now, I'm not gonna go about bullets. I just think they looked a little bit better yesterday. But again, we'll really know who who both of these teams are after this game. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go bullets. Uh, I think it's gonna be low scoring. Well, not low scoring, but I'm gonna go 77-72. That is low scoring. Yeah, I'm gonna go 77-72. Bullets. I think it'll be a drag him out. It'll be a fi- not a physical fight, but it'll definitely be a fight. I think it'll be physical. Um, and I'm going to bullet 77 72. All right, next game uh, Fire and Ice versus the Agents. Uh, okay, I'm going to say the line is set at three and a half for Fire and Ice. Uh, let's see, write that down. Fire and ice, and the over and under 68 plus 86. What is that? 154. So, over and under 154. And I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, fire and ice bounces back and they win. 
I have a similar <laughs> I'm gonna pick the agents got play. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna go uh, Fire and Ice. Uh, I'm not sure how much Fire and Ice can score right now, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep them kind of low still. Even though I know they got guys who, who've been able to put buckets up, I'm gonna go uh, Fire and Ice, seventy nine, seventy two. 79-72. Okay, uh, free versus boot gang. I'm going to set the line at uh, 7.5 points for free. I'm gonna, uh, the over-under is 139. And I'm going to say free wins 94-73. Uh, Score. Um, I expect a better game from Boot Game next week. Um, go free ninety to eighty. Uh, I expect this to be a lot more competitive, and uh, but I'm not expecting Boot Game to win yet, though. So I'm going free ninety to eighty. Ninety to eighty. Okay. And the final game, Team Chosen versus Ten Day Contract. Uh, I will likely be out for that game as well. Um, I'm going to say the line is, oh, is Danny going to be there for that one? Your guess is good as mine. <laughs> so no, no Danny and Ann for the next week. We're gonna... Ann, Ann will be there. Ann will be there next week. So I need to ask Ann. I'm just going to assume that Danny won't be there. Um, I'm going to set the line at, at four and a half. For uh, Team Chosen, the over-under is 167, and I'm going to say, I'm going to pick my team just because it's my team. Um, Will we have enough coverage for me to coach? Yeah, next week, yeah. We will? Yeah. Okay, Uh, I'm going to say we win by three. I'm going to say we win 75-72. 10 day. (laughs) 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 If y'all can see Kev's face right now. (laughs) Kev don't even believe that. (laughs) Hey, I I think I'll give us a good chance if I'm coaching. (laughs) Now, if I'm sitting at the scores table, uh, hey, I mean, you know. I mean, if, if if next week X is your only ball handler or he's your primary ball handler mm, with that pressure true. that team chosen puts on people 90 feet, uh, it, like I say, not saying that he can't handle the ball, but if he's the primary ball handler with no one else out there helping him handle the ball, I see a bunch of turnovers, not just from him, from everybody. And yeah. And I see... Caleb's gonna have to do some ball handling duties. Eighty-seven seventy-five. Chosen. Eighty-seven seventy-five. Yep. Not a bad score. All right. We differ there. All right. Let's move on to our final topic of the night or of the day. 
All right, time for our In the News segment. Uh, we want to start with sports. Remember, we're going to be venturing off to different uh, sections of uh, our final topics of the night uh, each week. We got In the News this week. Uh, next week, we will have our trivia. Uh, the following week, we'll have buying and selling. And then after that, we have our mid-season grades. Um of course, in between that, yeah. we'll have our interviews with uh, each player. Do we have a player in mind yet, or are we just playing it by ear? Playing it by ear right now. Okay. So our next podcast will be our first official uh, Everyone's a Critic interview. But we're going to start with sports. DeAndre Ayton signs a deal with the Phoenix. No, the Indiana Pacers. He moves on from Phoenix and goes to the Indiana Pacers. Four years, 133 mil. Um the question is, will the Suns match the yeah. offer? Yeah. But according to Bleacher Report, which I have up on Instagram, it seems like the Suns are going to be – I don't think they're going to be willing to do that. They're going to decline it. If you, if you look at it, and that makes the most sense, considering that uh, they got Devin Booker uh, on the books. They still have Chris Paul on the books. I think they just signed a Miles Bridges yeah. on the books. So – they're, they're, they're strapped for cash right now. I don't think they have room to pay another guy another 30 mil. Yeah. So they just told the Pacers, you know what? Y'all can have them. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, it would have been hard to have, first off, three players if they did match the deal. Yeah. Is that the rookie extension? Is that the rookie That's max? the rookie extension one, though. So the rookie max, I think, is going to be a little over 30. Yeah. So, uh, so I mean, that's extension – so they don't have nobody with a rookie extension then on their team. No. Um, mm. So that'll be between three players. It's hard to for them to take up almost hundred million dollars. Then you said Miles Bridges, so that's probably another one hundred ten to one hundred fifteen. That's one hundred fifteen million dollars over four players, and then you only can fill your roster up with the remaining thirty mil, twenty thirty mil. Mm. That'd been hard to do. Uh, so I get it. Um, it sucks because you know, he's such a young player. So he's twenty three. I think 23, 24. Yeah, something like that. Uh, 23, 24-year-old, go along with Devin Booker, who's also around the same age. Uh, you will want to spend, if you're going to max out guys, you want to max out those two guys. I think the the older Chris Paul, and granted, look, I completely get it. They had to probably, he took them to the finals last year. So I understand why you gave him the money that you did give him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's going to strap you over the next couple of years because now you're probably a guy without a doubt you probably would have maxed out. You don't now. You end up letting go. And well, him, I, being, him being disgruntled didn't help, though. Yeah, him being disgruntled. I think him and Money Williams bumped heads. Yeah. They don't plan on getting rid of Money Williams. Which is a good idea. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I think it made it a little easier for them to be like, all right, man, we we go ahead and move on. And, you know, we get like a JaVale McGee or something, then maybe just you're not going to get the same kind of production, but maybe – some production. Yeah. And, um, you know, he plays in spurts 15, 16 minutes a game. You know, you know. And, and so, like, I, I think uh, it's unfortunate because I think <clears throat> Phoenix was, they go spin in the finals to get embarrassed um, in the second round. This By year. the Mavericks at that. Yeah. The Mavericks weren't even that good. No. I mean, it, granted, I won't say completely embarrassed. It was seven games. But, you know, Chris Paul had a bad four-game stretch. They got embarrassed. I mean, they lost. They got blown about almost 50 points at home. Yeah. Um, in game seven. Yeah. I was about to say they took the game seven, but again, yeah, you got home court advantage, you get blown out by almost fifty. You were down fifty. Down fifty at, at one point during that game. Uh, you just don't. 
They even, they had what under thirty points or something like that. You just just doesn't happen. Period. In the in the playoffs, one teams can, teams seven. can score twenty seven points in the first eight minutes. Y'all had twenty seven points at the half. Yeah, it was. It's just a weird game, man. I just I, I really can't explain or understand uh, what really happened with that. But mm. uh, so I, I think after that loss, after him being disgruntled. Phoenix obviously said, okay, we ain't going to blow it up completely, but we need to do something different. So, uh, we'll see what happens, though. Maybe maybe they will have a change of heart. Maybe they will match him. Who knows? Okay, let's move on to Summer League. Now, uh, <clears throat> I want to talk about some of the guys uh, that are playing the league. We don't have to talk about the guys playing, that playing in the Summer League. Is there anybody in Summer League that has impressed you uh, that maybe that – a lot of people aren't talking about. Uh, what's the kid? Well, it was a couple. Um, some of them are flashing pain. Like, uh, what's my guy, McClung? Uh, uh, Not the one from Texas Tech. Yeah, yeah. That, that was like he's a flashing pain. I don't think he. I'm, I don't even want to. I don't even want to say what I want to say. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, 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 I think he's done some impressive things, but I don't think that's who he really is. The number four pick. You know, so much. Uh, well, no, number five pick. What's the guy from Sacramento? He's number four. He's number four? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Ivy went five, right? Yeah, Ivy's five. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the kid from Sacramento. He, considering how much Paolo, Chet, and Jabari attention, those three guys, the top three picks, he's been the guy that's played, been consistently good mm-hmm. uh, in the summer league. Uh, obviously, Chet looked amazing his first game. Uh, Kevin Corso came back down to earth when he played against uh, Jabari. Jabari offensively has looked good, but defensively he's looked elite. Um, but offensively he has looked really good. Except for that game we had like six fouls. Apollo <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, looks very – he reminds me a lot of when I saw uh, Carmelo Anthony play his first summer league game and then play his uh, first couple games in the NBA. He looks a lot like that. He's an elite – like he'll be an elite level scorer. Um, I think Chet and Jabari has the most upside. But the kid from – uh, Sacramento looks amazing. Uh, What's his name? First, uh, can't think his name. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I keep saying the kid from Sacramento. I can't think of his name right now. It'll come to me in a minute. But, <clears throat> but he he's looked pretty good. Murray. Um, Murray, yes. There we go. Uh, he's looked pretty good. Um, the f- first Keegan Murray. There we go. Uh, if you, that's why it was, I knew it was okay. I just want to say the wrong thing. I tend to do that. Yeah. Uh, I was I was killing somebody's name last week. Uh, <laughs> was it Miles Bridges or somebody? <laughs> yeah, I, I was killing. Him. But yeah, uh, so he's looked good. Kenyon Murray's looked really good uh, through four games. Um, and, you know, shout out to the Rockets. I think Tari Eason uh, for the Rockets has looked great. Um, considering, yeah, Jabari's the guy. But at, what I think, Eason was 17? Or 20? He might, he's about to be in the 20s. What uh, team is this? Uh, the Rockets. Uh, Tari Eason. He's uh, looked great. I think he had like, he's had a double double every game. Uh, he's showing a lot of range. Defensively, he's looked really good. Him and Jabari defensively look great. Uh, so I think he might be a sleeper for a guy who might end up sneaking on an all-rookie uh, team. Tell you, I mean, how good he's looked. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, I got to go with Kenny Lofton Jr. Um, I thought <laughs> after what he did to Chet, <laughs> you know I'm not a big Chet fan. Yeah. I was like, super excited when I saw this. I said, oh, yeah, I like this guy already. <laughs> Um, just old school bully ball. I think I think uh, Memphis got a steal with him. 
they're going to sign him. Uh, I, I'll be shocked if they, if they don't sign him. Um, I could see him being a guy coming in, playing 12 minutes a game, averaging, you know, six to seven points, maybe about three or four rebounds, and just being an energy guy that can fit in great with the second unit, maybe possibly mop-up duty, who knows. Yeah. But uh, I like uh, I like him, and I, I think he's a perfect fit for, you know, the brand that Memphis plays, the grindhouse. He, yeah. he, he fits with that blue-collar style. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the guy for me. But, uh, okay, let's move on to NFL. Now, uh, there hasn't been a lot of moves going on with the NFL. We're actually going to talk about some drama. Uh, Bernard Pollard Jr. has gotten into it with Lamar Jackson as of late. I don't know if you guys have saw that. Um, they've been going back and forth. For whatever reason, Bernard Pollard decided to come for Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson is not missing his words at all. He's firing right back, and uh, you know he's, he's basically not having any of it. So I'm going to read you this quote. Let's see, and I have everything on Bleacher Report. They're going back and forth on Twitter. So I'm going to read. Actually, I'm going to read you everything they said. <clears throat> Bernard Pollard. No top receiver will ever come there while Lamar Jackson is there. Plenty of receivers have been available to get to get in, in the offseason while Lamar Jackson's plan starting. No one wants to go. They give him the respect, but they don't want to play with him. Lamar Jackson is good, but he's not able to make the throws. Lamar Jackson responds, you've been capping since you've been playing for the Ravens. I've never heard of you, to be honest, my boy. You got your Super Bowl because of Ray Lewis and Ed Reed that year. And then... Um, then Bernard responds, facts are facts. Make sure you call me champ. Good luck getting one. <laughs> and Lamar says, never mind. He said, no, he said, never. Laughing emoji seven times. Uh, nobody speak of you. Uh, I had to Google you, little bruh. <laughs> I never heard of you until I've seen you keep dissing me like you're a Hall of Famer. Uh, but you're far from and across the ocean like overseas. And then Bernard Pollard says, <clears throat> "Don't want to be a Hall of Fame. Don't want to be a Hall of Fame. Don't want to be a Hall of Famer and don't care about it. I made people fear me." Okay, that's what you, you lost me with that. Everybody wants to be a Hall of Famer. Stop it. Um, and then Lamar says, "Stop flagging, boy. You never. That never say you were feared. That never said you were feared. LOL, bruh. Go watch NASCAR. Probably better at that for real. Sorry ass boy." Damn. <laughs> and then Lamar Jackson said, at Cushboy31, I think that's his uh, Instagram handle. I mean, Twitter handle. Take bet out of your bio. You just played an extra, you played as an extra body. Super Bowl with two tackles. Was those game-changing tackles? Waiting. And then he put a gif in there. Whew. That's a lot to digest. Uh, first of all, Lamar Jackson I'm not sure if he's a college grad, but uh, that was hard. That was hurting my head reading that. Reading that, yes. <laughs> that was hurting my head reading that. Uh, Bernard Pollard was well spoken. Uh, he, he, you know, he made his points. Uh, there were no grammatical errors whatsoever. Uh, no slang in his terminology. So you know, listen, it's cool to talk like that, but yeah. don't type like that. Come on, man. I hate that, man. I hate it with a passion. But, but yeah, that's another story. <laughs> well, you know, as an educator, I can understand why you hate yeah. it. <laughs> You know, we don't come across a lot of proofreading, but when we do, if yeah. it's wrong, it just drives me crazy. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, so what were your takeaways? I'm going to tell you mine. I'm going to let you go first. What were your takeaways from this back and forth exchange? Do you think 
uh, Bernard Pollard was out of bounds with his comments, or do you think Lamar Jackson was just being sensitive? Uh, he didn't say Lo- Lamar Jackson by name. Uh, and they did. Did he actually say anything? I'm talking about like when he, the original statement. The original statement just said that people didn't. He said go. LJ. Oh, okay. He did. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's but he did. He did say he's a top ten talent, but not a top ten quarterback. Is that the well? According to ESPN, he's not a top ten quarterback because they have their rankings and Lamar Jackson isn't on there. Right. So I think they got this. Uh, they have Dak Prescott at number ten. He was the last one. So, I get where he was coming from, mm-hmm. but is Lamar? His thing, like, like Draymond Green was talking about this, like with new media, like he's basically saying that, like, you know, people don't have the right to basically have an opinion on things they don't know about. Mm-hmm. In so many ways. So the new media is, you know, him coming out instead. That's why he was so upset with Kendrick Perkins or whatever the case may be, because he's like, Man, you've been there. You and you over there doing and so for, I, for, I love that back and forth, yeah, by the way. Yeah. That exchange was golden. Yeah. yeah. And so and so I get both sides of it, but the thing is, like, yes, y'all could, I think as an athlete you can change the narrative of what you want people to think about you. And what they should say about you, but what you you can't forget though, um, being an athlete though that kind of like I was talking about with Shakari Richardson a couple weeks ago that mm-hmm. when we elevate you to the level that you are, you you can't you understand there are gonna be rocks thrown at the at the crown. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It, it just is what it is. And that comes to there's responsibility, heavier the responsibility for your position. All right? Um, at the end of the day, the head of Microsoft, when something happens at Microsoft, he gets hit with the, you know, with the, you know what I'm saying, with the scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Not the worker. Right. <laughs> Not the guy who probably actually made the mistake. <laughs> it's the guy who runs the building. Yeah. Uh, you know, something happens at a school, you know, Who's going to be the one at the press conference? Who's going to be the one that's catching the blame for why somebody got in the building? Who's going to be the one why there's some kind of sex scandal? You know, the, the principal or the, the superintendent. Mm. No, usually not the worker unless the, the worker is directly involved. So I, I just think that the, the bigger the position, the higher the responsibility, uh, you know, you're going to be able to take that. Now, with that being said, don't ever let anybody disrespect you. I get that completely. Yeah. But I don't think Bernard Parler was necessarily being disrespectful. Now, I think Lamar Jackson kind of started to be a little disrespectful. And that's the kind of middle ground. I was like, he, I think Lamar Jackson could probably just say, look, um, I don't agree with you. I'm elite at what I do. Yeah. And people will tell you that I'm elite. Yeah. And he probably could have left it at that. But... You know, kind of, you know, saying little things, calling them out, saying, you know. And Bernard probably had an okay NFL career. He was a, a known I liked guy. him in Houston. Yeah, he was a known. He wasn't like a, a, a scrub. Yeah. No. You know what I'm saying? You know, he wasn't like that. Uh, he isn't Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson, though, as an uh, athlete. Uh-huh. Uh, but 
uh, him just saying that, you know, Brian, know who you were. You call him trash. And well, did you watch football? You're right. Which kind of more so was like, you know. But, uh, you know, he had to be. He was a legit starter in the league. Yeah. You had to, know what I'm saying? He didn't have to be disrespectful. He could have just said. He was very dismissive. I'm an MVP. I'm elite. And if you don't think I'm a top 10, I think there will probably be people that will argue with you that think that I'm not. Cause I, and like I said, don't get me wrong. Like, people like Skip Bates sometimes. He does get a little disrespectful. So A little. Yeah. <laughs> so so you come at him and his neck with disrespect back, I don't have a problem with that. But when somebody just critiques you and says something and they're not disrespectful, I don't feel the need that you need to have to go in like that. But that's me. You know what I'm saying? Everybody ain't me. So I don't know what your take is on it. But Listen. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, first of all, Bernard Pollard didn't say anything that wasn't true. <laughs> he didn't. I knew you was going to go there. He said, you can't, make the, you can't make the throws. You can't. There's evidence to support that. He's capable. And, and then nobody wants, no receiver wants to go there. Let me ask you something, Sean. You're coming off a season. You're a pro bowler. You know what I'm saying? You're, you, you, they, your team doesn't want to pay you. Mm-hmm. Okay? So you're a free agent now. You just had 107 catches for 1,400 yards and 12 touchdowns. Right. You have an opportunity to hit the free agent market. And there's a market for you uh, in, you know, because a lot of teams don't have, they don't, they don't want to pay what, what you want. Right. So there's a market for you to go to three teams. You can go to the... I'm not going to say Kansas City Chiefs because they don't want to pay Tyreek Hill. So I can't even use them as an example. Right. Okay, you can go to the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have a limited quarterback like Tannehill. Uh, he can't necessarily make all the throws, but he's a willing thrower. The, I think the, the, the coordinator is what holds him back because they don't believe in him. Okay, you, have a, you can go to Tennessee. Or you could go to Jacksonville. Where you have a, a, a balanced offense where they like to run and throw the ball, and you got a guy, up and coming quarterback um, in Sunshine. I can't think of his name. I'm just call him Sunshine. Uh, or you can go to the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Now, Jacksonville is willing to pay you, um, Baltimore is willing to pay you, right. and Tennessee is willing, willing to pay you. Which one of those teams are you going to choose? And you haven't got your first big contract yet. I'm a receiver. You're a wide receiver. Yeah, I'm probably going to Tennessee. You going to go to Tennessee? Yeah. What did you say? Tennessee, Baltimore, who else? And Jacksonville. You got to remember, Tennessee, they got Derrick Henry over there. They're going to feature him with about 30 carries a game. I'm a a receiver. I'm going to Jacksonville, probably. Why? I mean, they got a quarterback who's going to throw the ball. (laughs) So, there you go. So, Bernard Pollard did not tell a lie. Nobody wants to go there because who is the quarterback? Lamar Jackson. Because they know not that you not that you're not willing to make the throws. You can't. Well, I think a stat is hurting them too. They did you see that the stat that the Baltimore Ravens, they've been the Baltimore Ravens, haven't had a Pro Bowl route receiver. So they've been the Baltimore Ravens since what, 97? 97. Yeah, you Cleveland Browns previously, mm-hmm. and they've been the Baltimore Ravens since then. They haven't had a, a pro bowl receiver since '97, 
I'm trying to think of all the receivers they had. They had Derek Mason. You had Jacoby Jones, who wasn't that good. Anquan Bolden. Damn, Anquan Bolden won the Pro Bowl? They say not, not with the little Ravens. With, with Phoenix. I'm oh, not Phoenix. Uh, with, well, uh, with Arizona. What about uh, Steve Flacco? Oh, Flacco didn't. Yeah, Flacco didn't have a lot of completions. He got he got some yards, but he didn't really get a lot of completions. Pro Bowl receiver since '97. Jacoby Jones played as a uh, return. Return man, yeah. Damn. Derek Mason. Derek Mason. But that was McNair. He didn't, but he was at the, he was at the end of his career. Yeah. No, he, he Derek Mason went there with, with Baltimore, but that was at the end of uh, Derek Mason's career. Well, I'm telling you, the team, he won. He went to the Pro Bowl with Tennessee, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm saying yeah, because he didn't he didn't get the numbers over there. I think he had like maybe 60, 70 receptions in, in Baltimore. So. And Lamar Jackson, guess what? I got news for you. You're not gonna. You're, they're not gonna have a receiver that's gonna make the Pro Bowl. Hell, you had uh, your boy Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown left. He left, and he was disgruntled when he was there because he was saying he wanted to say, you know, Lamar Jackson's his brother, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I can't remember the, the, the coach's name, the offensive coach, uh, the offensive coordinator, Roman. I think his name is yeah, Roman. Greg Roman, yeah. Greg Roman. He said they, they didn't see eye to eye because they didn't feature him in offense. Yeah. You know why? Because Lamar Jackson is running the ball all the time. That He's the running game. He's the running game and the passing game. You don't make... You don't make a pro no, excuse me, not a pro bowl. Of course you make the pro bowl. You don't make a pro bowl and win the MVP and you don't have a wide receiver represent your team in the pro bowl. That is a indictment. How the hell are you the MVP and nobody, no receiver on your team makes the pro bowl? That's an indictment. That lets you know. Because all he does is throw it to the running backs and the tight ends. Of course, the tight ends. If I'm a tight end, I want to go to Baltimore. <laughs> but if I'm a wide receiver, hell no. Right. I mean, we'll see what happens, man. Mark Andrews like, I don't see what's wrong with y'all. I love it over here. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> Mark Andrews living his best life in Baltimore. But, man, come on, man. He didn't tell a lie. Okay? He didn't tell a lie. So, I, Lamar Jackson, you just sensitive because he told the truth. Now, uh... Let's move on to music. Um, we're going to briefly stay on this because there wasn't, I mean, there wasn't really nothing to talk about. Burner Boy came out with an album. I haven't, I, I was listening to it before you came in. Um, I heard like three songs. It seemed like a, it's an okay album. I guess I got to run to it so I could like hear the actual music and the melody. But I, I think yeah. it's going to be solid. I think it's going to be solid. I've heard nothing but good things about it. I haven't heard anything bad about yeah, it. Yeah, I heard good stuff about the album. I haven't heard it yet. Burner Boy did come out. Um, Something else. What, what else you had? That was it? There was, was one more. Um, I actually finished the the Kevin Gates. And it's <laughs> Yeah, I'll let you talk about that. That's, <laughs> it's a Kevin Gates album. It, it was... Uh, yeah, it's Kevin Gates. I will say this. Now, Kevin told me about... Uh, what did you say about... Uh, Rubber Red? No, not that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to look that for something else. But, uh, <laughs> uh, Kevin told me about the Drake album, was it three weeks ago? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, so I had an opportunity on Friday, I believe that was, to actually listen to the whole Drake album. I listened to the first four songs when it came out uh, three weeks ago, and it was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't worry about listening to it anymore. I heard enough. I knew where the album was going. I was like, yeah, he's going to have an album full of this stuff. I'm good. But I actually worked out on Friday morning. 
And uh, and I will give Kevin and some of you other guys that are Drake fans credit. I wouldn't say that, you know, it, it's a, a, a great album for a great rap album or anything. It's not even a rap album, I would say. No. But it, it, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. Mm-hmm. I, I will give it that. I worked out too, and I was like, you know, this sounds a little bit better than it did when I was sitting in my bed listening to it three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, on, on when you work out to it, you yeah. feel it a little bit. Yeah, that's like I feel a little bit better running on the treadmill listening to it. <laughs> yeah, for real. And so I was like, you know, so the album's a a, a vibe. Uh, again, like what would, I said, you, what would you give it for what it is? For, for what it is, I give it a nine. I give it seven and a half, seven and a half, eight. Because I don't, I didn't hear no skips really. Yeah, the thing I actually ran through the whole thing, and I was like, I can run through it again. Yeah. Now again, it's a vibe. I have to be in a certain mood to listen to it. Yeah. I just can't go jamming at any point. Mm-mm. But, you know, I'll give Kev some credit. The album did grow on me when I gave it a second listen uh, last Friday. So, I'll give him that. Um, it's a lot of, it has been as many albums, it's a bunch of singles coming out. Yeah. Last week, it's like weird. Um, between Cardi B and um, City Girls, Gucci Man had that single come out. Uh so, there's a lot of that going on, but uh, as far as albums, there have been a lot of albums coming out over the last week, week and a half. Mm. All right, so uh, last thing for our TV and movies. We don't have anything to speak of on TV and movies, but I did want to ask you um, since there's nothing to watch right now currently, I have been binge watching some of my old shows uh, that I watched from back in the day. I have started from season one, I'm on season four now. I've been watching the Jamie Foxx show. <laughs> and let me say this watching the show growing up because it came out in the 90s watching the show growing up and watching the show now I have a different perspective from this show Yeah. because first of all Jamie and Fancy's love is it's, 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 it's a I can't really put my finger on exactly what to call it because it's a real, true, genuine love. But that being said, this has got to be the most toxic relationship I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Come on, man. Are you serious? There's so much stuff I can break down from this show that I would have been done with Fancy with. I'd have been done with her so many times. That's why you don't mess with chicks that you work with. You just don't do it. Sean. No, that's did he, did he, hold on. Did Postal stayed in the actual apartment, uh, apartment complex too, right? Or the hotel? The hotel yeah. at first, and then Fancy got her own spot. spot yeah. And then Jamie eventually moved in with her. I'm on season four, so I don't, I don't remember. It's kind of foggy. I just know how it ends. Yeah. But, bro, there was a lot of stuff Fancy was doing. I was just like, <laughs> hey, man, are you kidding me? Like, the, this is the one that really got me. So, okay, so for the first three seasons, they weren't together. Right. And she was just... Dating around and niggas, would, oh, excuse me, uh, <laughs> dudes were just proposing to her, and she was saying yes to everybody. How many times are you gonna let somebody propose you, and you just gonna keep saying yes? The only person that she didn't say yes to was uh, uh, was Clifton Powell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only one. Everybody else that was pro- proposing to her, she kept saying I don't yes. Remember Silas. I it was Silas. It was that dude that conned her because uh, he had like uh, counterfeit bills. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, dog, it's like three people that didn't propose to her. Okay. And then she said, yeah. Then when they got together, when they, uh, season four, now I'm on season four, they got together. He playing poker with his homies 
And then she shows up to the poker game yeah, trying to play with the yeah. play with the boys. I'm like, I'm like, nah. And then, you know, he was like, you know, try to push away from that. And then he comes to her crib and she got his friends in her crib. <laughs> no. I would have been done. I would have been done with her. She did that. And then not only that, she had Silas's clothes on. Uh, the the the, med- the medical school uh sweater on while they watching they chilling uh watching TV and he like I didn't know you went to medical school she says no I didn't I didn't go to medical school he said where you get that shirt from oh this is Silas's what bro and nah, nah that could have been me dog <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just getting it I know it's a comedy but I'm over here getting enraged just watching this uh, were you watching it with your uh, with your wife no I watched it with myself. <laughs> Cause it'd have been an argument. Cause I, cause some of the stuff I'd be looking at, she'd be wearing I'm like, where you get that shirt from? Where you get that shirt from? Yeah, I know. I, I, I kind of vaguely, cause I haven't watched Jamie Foxx show in a long time. I kind of vaguely remember things about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it's. Cause I was watching the uh, Living Single the other day. It was some stuff on there that was happening. I was like, Regime's out of line. She's <laughs> very out of line. I was like, and that that was gonna be my next. That was gonna be my next question. What sh- what show uh, classic show have you been binge watching that we used to watch back in the day? Yeah, I've actually got caught staying up late a few times and randomly ran to Living Single. Living Single, uh, I-, I love that but, show. And uh, I was just like, Yo, Regime's out of line all the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. She's a bad friend. Yeah, she's a bad friend, bad girlfriend, bad everything. Bad everything. <laughs> Sleeping with everybody. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> Yeah, that that was uh that that was my one. Um, I think I saw um, what was it called? Uh, it was like some old shows too. That you know something that's funny that I think was funny as a kid. I kind of thought it was funny as a kid, but it's like funny now. Like Golden Girls is hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> I actually found myself watching that show every day. It was uh, I can't remember what year it was. <laughs> and I don't know why. It's I guess because they're so old. I don't they're know. Old. And it's just like they little stuff be happening. I'm just like. Yo, <laughs> you sit out somewhere. Yeah, they 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 were wilding a little bit too. Blanche was like, I saw the episode where I think she uh, her husband's her her husband had died. Son showed up that he had out of like a uh, from a previous uh, fling, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was hilarious. That she, she was like, I can't believe he would cheat on me. <laughs> and I think one of the girls was like. Uh well, I mean, he's dead. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was a whole point that went with it too, but it was just it, it was it was a great it, it was just hilarious to me. Now I was just like, what am I doing at thirty plus years old watching, watching this Golden Girls? But anyways, yeah. Yeah, man. So guys, watching I, this is what I want y'all to do for the for the for the for the age group of thirty plus, <laughs> I want y'all to go back and watch some of those shows that we were watching growing up. Now, yeah, shows that you maybe you maybe you don't watch them anymore because you know that was so far gone. Watch some of these movies. Watch some of these shows as an adult. Yeah, refresh yourself. Something that you haven't seen in a long time. The way your mind thinks now, the yeah. stuff that you know now, yeah. you're like, what? Yeah. How did that? How did I miss that? Yeah. Like I watched Clueless the other day. I'm like, oh, yo. <laughs> There's a lot of references that I didn't get back then. Yeah, between the references and between like being a parent and thinking about stuff your kids do, like oh. at fourteen, fifteen, like what was she doing? 
15, 16 years old. And what's the what's the cat's name? Paul Rudd. Yeah. Hey man, he, hey she was fifteen, dog. <laughs> Hey, you was in college, man. I'm just, I'm just saying, though. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what y'all do out there. But hey, bro, that was a crime, bro. That was a crime. <laughs> that was definitely a crime. Not to mention that I was like a stepbrother. <laughs> Some sick stuff going on in the house. All right, <laughs> episode one sixty seven in the books. Uh, we're gonna wrap this one up. Uh, the title: Winter twenty twenty vibes. Uh, we will. Have some great basketball next week, week two. Uh, can't wait to see how my team uh, fares out. We'll see if Kings of the North uh, and Fire and Ice bounce back uh, in the following week. And we will have our first interview uh, for Everyone's a Critic starting next week. Uh, can't wait to see who we're going to finally uh, call up to do our first uh, show. Live from an undisclosed location, I'm Johnny Gill with Sean Ellis. We're out.